in a constantly changing world. Today is as simple as it gets. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast to explore, experiment, and power up your leadership to make the difference to your business, your people, and your success. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we dig deep into global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. Hi and welcome, I'm Adam Pacifico and this is The Leadership Enigma. This is the anniversary special and this podcast is brought to you by Emeritus Insights, where you can get your daily learning from the world's best-selling books, leading universities, exclusive HBR content with global thought leaders, including, of course, the Leadership Enigma video series, all in bite-sized video content. So simply download the Emeritus app at the Play Store or the App Store and get your insights. Or go to insights.emeritus.org and you can also get daily learning to increase your success. So the anniversary episode is upon us. Why are we doing the Leadership Enigma? Well, why have I been doing it now for a year with 52 episodes and over 55 guests? Well, during constant change, your leadership has never been more important to create a better and more inclusive world. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, I hope, because you're, like me, insatiably curious and you want to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for a positive and sustainable world. So whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner or corporate executive, each week, including today, we'll speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts and disruptors. So together, let's discover that success leaves clues. So welcome again to the anniversary special and I'm incredibly excited because we have a plethora, yes, a plethora of guests. And in the studio today, I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Katie Best and Keith Douglas. Thank you for coming back to the Leadership Enigma. How are you? Thanks so much, Adam. Very good, thanks. My pleasure. Great to be here. We're actually reveling, aren't we, in actually being together, seeing people live, which is why we've got a, a huge <laughs> grin on our faces. Absolutely. Now, we've got a great session lined up for us because we've got many guests zooming in from all over the world, and I know you'll be part of that conversation, but I just want to say a massive thank you for taking the time to continue being part of the Leadership Enigma. So let's get down to business, the Leadership Enigma. That question, what on earth is leadership? So I saw a research project that spoke to 150 CEOs and asked for their definition of leadership, and probably no surprise, 150 different answers. So let's start there. What is leadership? What are your thoughts there? Katie, let's start with you. I mean, I'm not surprised that they gave 150 different answers at all. From having worked with lots of leaders, I don't think I've ever heard two people agree. Perhaps with the exception, though, that when you... So I work quite regularly with one law firm and we did a questionnaire looking at what they thought good leadership was. There was such agreement between the people who responded in terms of what good leadership was. Um, So I think generally it's really difficult to have a good answer, but I think perhaps if you've got a strong company culture, maybe there is a bit more agreement. No, agreed. So there's a there's a difference, isn't there, between I suppose personal leadership and organisational yeah. leadership. But there's also, I'm assuming, got to be some alignment. Otherwise, you're out of you're out of kilter. Now, Keith, obviously, you're a senior executive at Mastercard. So, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I can certainly agree with Katie in that uh, every day I feel like there's a different definition of leadership given given the challenges uh, you and your team face into. But for me, kind of leadership starts with the personal. Um, and uh, I think you've heard me say before. Um, uh, Adam, I, I've got a, a quote that uh, from an African proverb that, that grounds me in the world of leadership and, and personal leadership. 
And that is, if you think you're too small to be effective, you've never been to bed with a mosquito. I love that quote. And, and that, um, that proverb kind of sums it up with me. We all have such, such huge potential as individuals. Whether you lead a team, whether you're leading yourself, whether you're leading your friends, your family, uh, or, or, or supporting others that, uh, that surround you, um, it really is about the impact you can have. Uh, and there's lots of ways for you to understand that and lots of ways for you to build and develop upon that. But that's where leadership starts for me. It's about the impact you as an individual um, and, uh, and particularly on those around you. Do you know, I've noticed something and the last 15 months for the global pandemic, uh, you know, it's been a real privilege to speak to you and so many guests because I get to learn. And I am insatiably curious to try and find out more and more about leadership, what it means. I've noticed something and I just want your mm. thoughts on this. Leaders at every level now are starting to vocalize different questions. For instance, what is my worth? What is my value proposition? Am I happy? Do I want to commute again? Do I want to live in the city or even the country where my business is housed? What am I doing with my life? And I'm talking about leaders at every level. So Gen Y through to very senior and experienced leaders who are now asking themselves very, very different questions. Are you having that experience as well? Finding that people Yeah, yeah, absolutely, definitely. I think there's been such an opportunity for that, hasn't there? Um, And as soon as you look at any of the leadership or business press or anything, you see just the extent of which that's happening. Coaching clients as well have been coming forward where they're asking themselves really big questions that they were intending to ask maybe in 10 years time. Right but not right now. So it's brought those decisions forward for a lot of people. And do you think people are questioning now what they're doing and why they're doing it and almost how they're doing things? I don't know, Keith, what are you no, seeing I think, now? Absolutely, and, and to your previous question, I think the playbook's been ripped up in the right. last uh, 12, 18 months, particularly in the context of how people are thinking about themselves and the role that they play in the workplace or more broadly in the communities in which they live. But. Um, uh, you know, somebody once said to me quite some time ago uh, advice that I didn't really think a lot about then, but I certainly have in the last 12, 12 months or so, when she said to me that, you know, the most important job you have on this planet is being the best at being you. And uh, I think uh, it's certainly my own experience right. uh, and the reflections I've had through leading a team and, and being with your family and navigating, you know, what has been difficult uh, and challenging times um, is around you know, the impact you can make and, and being the best at what you are or who you are. And, and that goes, you can't do that unless you really understand who you are and, and, and the value you bring or the value you want to bring. And I think, as I've seen, uh, you know, in the place that I work, a lot of people kind of ask themselves that question. A lot of people trying to take the opportunity to um, to uh, to make more of an impact um, in the way that they can bring and how they bring themselves to the workplace. So here's Remotely or via Zoom, you know? Yeah, well, I, I know. And I th- maybe we've all got Zoom fatigue. I, I don't know, which is why it's such a delight. We're in a <laughs> yeah, room together, which is great. Have you found that you've learned something over the last 15 months? Because you are both experienced. You're working with leaders across sectors, levels, and geographies. Have you had any... An aha moment is probably the wrong way of describing it, but has there been a point where you've thought you've changed something you thought was the way of doing things or you've reflected on, on something and you've pivoted I don't know is there anything that stands out for you in the last 15 months I think for me that it's very much been about kindness and right. about leaders being kinder to the people that they're leading and about them also being kinder to themselves 
and there's been so much external pressure you know so, and, and then perhaps in the last six months as well real sense of burnout right so recognizing how important it is to have that kindness and people preach that very often but often aren't quite so good at practicing it so I think that's been my real reflection point and particularly with coaching people particularly with challenging them thinking about whether they are being kind to themselves and kind to others See, 15, 16 months ago, we might have passed each other in the corridor, yeah. uh, uh, Keith, and said, how are you? Fine, fine, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. And, but but I, I think now that a lot of people are, are really asking that question and pausing, wanting to really listen and hear the answer. Is that a fair yeah. comment? Yeah, no, it is. And, and just to build on what Katie said, I mean, I, I, I think kindness is, 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 a, is a great um, kind of personal kind of reflection point I, I for me it's been around patience and, and being I'm a fairly patient individual but being more patient because um you got to slow down to speed up or you've got to recognize that people certainly in this last 18 months are operating in different ways and yeah. have, you know are experiencing different challenges whether at home or or um you know or, or indeed trying to work remotely given given the nature of their role so for me patience and, and but I think that plays to what you're saying is just slowing down listening understanding maybe plays a little bit to you know something you know we've all talked about uh, outside of this podcast which is that whole piece around human-centered leadership and, and and how you think about the emotional intelligence and the yeah. the you know the, the decency of how you go around um and go about uh, working with others now we'll talk about human-centered leadership there's gonna be a number of guests who will come on and mm. talk about that and you know i'm passionate about it and i've been trying to work out what are the component parts just a point of view but what are the component parts of human-centered leadership. I want to pick up on something you said, Keith, and Katie asked you this question too. You talked about patience. Mm. Is that patience with self, patience with others? Uh, both, actually, but for me, um, more so around uh, myself. Okay. Yeah. Because you've got a global team that is all over the world. Absolutely. But, you know, for me, it's, it's you know, I, I think to, to a degree I have you know, a great deal of patience with, with others, but less so with myself. But, right. you know, like, like, like others, I'm no different to anyone else. And that is, uh, you know, uh, the lockdown and the experience of working remotely and somebody spent a lot of time traveling and being with team, being with customers to, to doing it through, yeah. to, through, through a Zoom or a Teams call. You know, that's, that's had its impact on me uh, in terms of how I operate and, you know, how I connect with people. And, and I just had to take a step back, slow down, think differently. And Katie, obviously you're working with clients as well, all over the world, sector agnostic. So are you finding that their challenges or even their questions to you or reflections are, are, have changed over the last 15 months and have been more uh, self-focused? Yeah, I think definitely more self-focused, absolutely. Um, not that they're not taking care of their teams, but that the organization or company is almost doing a lot of that work for them. Right. You know, maybe not initially, but lots of structures have been put in place, haven't they, to kind of make sure that people are being well looked after. So then it becomes about the leader, yeah, doing that piece of self-reflection. Okay. Yeah. So here's a, here's a corker of a question, and who knows, I love to throw these questions out. Have the ways of working fundamentally changed forever? <laughs> Uh, you heard it here first on the leadership enigma. What do you reckon? I don't think so. I mean, I, yes, to a degree, um, in terms of how you interact, and, you know, and, and you've got to be cognizant whether that's you know physically or, or via Zoom. Yeah. But but, and, and I say, I say no because at the end of the day, it comes down to how you behave and, and how you interact. There's different mediums. There's different. 
ways and settings and environments you're in but ultimately it's down to how you behave and how you influence and how you lead and uh, you've got you do have to adapt yes. um, to 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 the channels you're using or the ways in which you interact with individuals but ultimately it's down to your capabilities it's down to your values it's down to your principles yeah, I agree I mean, I think there are new opportunities. Okay, tell me a little bit more. So I think the fact that you have got much more flexibility around working from home yep. has added a whole new motivational element that leaders can tap into that they hadn't been using before because they were too scared to. They weren't giving people the benefit of the doubt right. around working from home. Um, seeing that a lot in the financial services sector, actually. Um, but I then also think there are challenges too, aren't there, so that, that emerge, I mean, hybrid working. No one's quite got their head around that yet. How do you make sure no one's left out? How do you make sure everyone feels equal? It feels like the people who are at home are looking at the people in the office going, but it's not fair, they're getting all the good projects. And then the people who are in the office saying, it's not fair, they're not commuting today. So I... It's almost, yeah. I don't know how you balance that. So I, so episode 52 was released today, bizarrely. Uh, Stephen Corns was on it and he mentioned hybrid working. And one of the things he says was people have got to really understand what that means to every single person in the business because it means different things to different people. Mm. And I think he had a challenge. There was one organization that was talking about and espousing yeah. hybrid working. Right. And the heart was in the right place. But what he said to them was, what would be the impact on your diversity and inclusivity policy? To which there was silence because they thought, actually, we haven't thought about what is the consequential impact? What is the knock-on effect? So hybrid working is big, but hybrid working needs definition, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like when we tell people that they need to be, you know, good critical thinkers, and one of the big things is define your terms. <laughs> so you've got to work out, as you say, exactly what it is. Is it half the people are at home this time, or is it not about the technology? Is it about attitude? What is it that we're actually discussing? So it's really um, got to be about Yeah, definition. and then there's the challenges yeah. of creativity, you know. Yep. Sometimes you, um, you need to be in a group, or you need to be small or large, Zoom or physical, in yeah. order to, to, you know, to, to bounce ideas off each other, in order to build out a better proposition or a better a better solution and, and that's difficult um, okay. when you uh, when you're at home or doing it through a zoom screen I've got to tell you that as an extrovert the last 15 months have not been easy <laughs> so I'm turning this into a therapy session now and there's that great debate who's struggled more extroverts or introverts and, and so the debate rages um, we're gonna go to zoom calls soon I know so I wanted to ask you this and I know uh, I hope you've been thinking about this question was I want to call this the insight and I want to try and get the insight from everybody now, over the many years and all the experiences that, that you've had, maybe this is still an unfair question, I want to try and get the best or the most important piece of leadership advice you remember as having given or received. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure you'll probably give it some context as well. But Katie, I'll start with you. What resonates for you or what comes to front of mind? So mine's actually quite recent. And okay. I read something in Harvard Business Review in a totally different context and thought, God, that really applies to leadership. So they were talking about giving feedback and how so often we as a person give up, give feedback based on who we are, not we, we can't see the world from the other person's perspective. And they talk about how if you were telling stand-up comedians that they were funny or not, you know, funny's very different for Steve Martin than it is for Sarah Millican or Michael McIntyre. Yeah. So it really made me think about that in terms of leadership and how when we advise other people on what being a good leader is, we're thinking from our own point of view, not from their point of view. And as a leader, we all need to be much better at recognising what awesome leadership looks like for us, in our body, in our mind, with our context. 
That's a really good point, isn't it? Because we work with organizations all of us everywhere where they talk about values, but people have got to work out what are the behaviors that support yeah. and the behaviors that undermine that. For me, eight o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday, so I can live the values day to day. It's kind of that, isn't Definitely. it? Definitely. Really? And I think when we often talk about that, we get a bit lost because we say be authentic, be, be yourself. But what does that actually look like? But I think that kind of comparison or metaphor, you know, if you think of stand up comedians and how different they are leaders are just as different so you've got to find your own version of leadership in the same way they've got to find their own version of funny makes me think of the episode i did with neil malarkey uh who uh yeah from the comedy club <laughs> but keith what are you what are your thoughts in relation to that question yeah no a, a great question i i guess um i'll answer it in maybe a slightly different way um i read in a book many moons ago uh, a quote from a guy called David Rollcastle, who used to be a football player for Arsenal. Like <laughs> We're smiling because we like football. <laughs> uh, and, and, but it, it, to me, it kind of sums up um, some of the kind of defining kind of important characteristics of of being a leader, or at least how you must think. And that is, he, he talked about remember who you are, where you're from, uh, and what you stand for. And, uh, and if I think you know that in the context of yourself and indeed the organization you work for. Then, uh, then as a leader, at least you have uh, you've got a compass there. Yeah, and that word compass always comes back to the I mean, north star, doesn't it? And when yeah. things are utterly chaotic, and maybe the time that we live in right now is utterly chaotic and yeah. confusing, that north star or that compass is uh, pretty useful for us, isn't it, on an Indeed. individual level? Join us again next week for more essential insights on the leadership enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or via our website, www.pca-global.com. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.